ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. This is Ignition. Welcome to Ignition, a radio show and podcast for the new evangelization. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I'm Father Andrew Dickinson. And Father is live, always live, except, oh, never mind, and in studio. Hi, Father. How you doing? Good. So uh, for those of you who have never listened to this ridiculous podcast God bless you. Uh, and radio show that Father and I do, <laughs> you haven't, no, this is a, a weekly podcast and radio show that Father and I do. It's available on the Lamb Catholic Radio Network in Eastern South Dakota. And maybe you're listening on the internet. We are in the iTunes store. Um, and uh, we also, just in the topic of, of what we're about, we appreciate listener feedback. Father and I oftentimes are able to figure out something to talk about on our own. But if you have any thoughts, um, any questions, we will occasionally do a Q&A episode. Um, any topics you'd like us to spend an entire episode on, we'd uh, we'd love to hear your feedback. Uh, the best way to get a hold of us is by emailing me. Uh, the address is cbergwald at sfcatholic.org. That's C-B-U-R-G-W-A-L-D at sfcatholic.org. So, Father, it's been, actually, we, we recorded uh, the last few episodes were um, shows that you and I had pre-recorded because we were, um, well, uh, well, gone, unavailable. Yep. So how how was your uh, how was July for you? Uh, really fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, just went by like a shot, and so, um, but good. Nice to catch my breath from retreat work and from uh, uh, being on location with uh, Focus the Fellowship of Catholic University students and their new staff training over the summer. It was nice to uh, do that, but nice to be home and nice now to get ready for the coming school year and incoming freshmen and everything up at SDSU. We, uh, my family and I traveled uh, to Ohio. I attended a conference for work and then we were visiting a family um, and had a great time, but it is, it's nice to be home. Um, just to come back. And you know, we, not, you and I have talked before, I think about um, summer and, and retreats and, and vacation. And, you know, I, I just more and more the, the um, it, it's hard, especially I think of like prayer routine, for instance, mm. When you're on vacation, we're at somebody's house, else's house, and again, um, it's not just because my in-laws occasionally listen to this podcast, uh, but they're, they're but whom you love very much, <laughs> very much. <laughs> um, it, you, 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 you naturally accommodate yourself, or I try to accommodate myself to their schedule, and right. be, you know, be sensitive. I'm a guest in, in other people's house, and and because of that, then you know, it, it's harder to maintain that. But so it's it's good to be home for many reasons, including trying to get back into that spiritual prayer, prayer routine. Well, even when you're in a different location and you're not working with someone else's schedule, like let's say you're on the road on your own, uh, and and you're maybe free to do your own schedule, just being in a different location. Uh, can throw off that rhythm, that routine of prayer, and so it's nice to get back, get back into it. Yeah, not just time, but along those lines, place for prayer mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, any any reading we we did uh, one of the shows that we recorded mm -hmm. was sort of the summer reading. Any quick updates on summer reading for you? Uh, I'm still sl slogging my way through uh, Les Misérables. Yeah. I'm having a miserable time. <laughs> I think I'm at like page 600 and something now. Maybe it was around 400 or something when we uh, last last talked about that. Uh, in the meantime, I did pick up a Michael O'Brien novel. He's a Catholic author, author from Canada, uh, Eclipse of the Sun, which is an older oh, one. Really? Uh, uh, and uh, I haven't read any of these newer tomes. They're not really novels. They're tomes. They're huge. They are. Uh, but uh, uh, 
reading and enjoying that one, but it's a little easier to read than Les Miserables. I just read uh, um, a review of one of his, I think it's his latest work, A Voyage to Alpha Centauri, which is a science fiction novel, which is not his norm, his genre, typical genre, but it was a great review. So I'm, I'm really interested. I've read some of his earlier works as well. Um, his first book, Father Elijah, uh, sort of an apocalyptic novel, but mm-hmm. in a lower key sense than what we typically think of great. I thought that was a fantastic read. Yeah, and Eclipse of the Sun is like parallel to that same, and in that same world as Father Elijah. The, sorry. Did mm-hmm. I cut? I thought, I, thought no. I cut. No. no. I did. Wait. Huh? <laughs> riveting, riveting broadcast. Riveting, Your ignition. Rid- the, the, um, there was. Uh, in a banter. In a banter. Any other reading? That- uh, I did pick up a, a book uh, in there. Uh, I forget the exact title of it, but it's by, uh, I don't know if I can pronounce her name, Helen Alvare. Alvare. Yep. Alvare, yep. uh, who is a law professor at George Mason, a uh, faithful Catholic, and just a beautiful commentator on uh, Catholic women and, and women in the public life. And she has a little uh, collected, she edited a, a collection of essays of women in their own voices, Catholic women in their own voices. Um, really just a powerful uh, writing uh, on their part and just really beautiful to read. What's what's the title again? Do you remember the title? In Their yeah. Own Voices, I okay. want to say. I've, I've got or the book breaking, well. breaking Through, actually. I yes, that's, the, yes the that's what it is. Yeah. The, uh, refer- Our Sunday Visitor is the, uh, the publishing house. The referencing er- the, what you were talking about earlier, the longer uh, books, I there's a, uh, an Anglican theologian who you and I both are familiar with, N.T. Wright. Mm. Uh, and, and he really... Recent- 1,600 some pages. Yeah, on Paul. Yeah. So he just came out, this, so you, you and I probably read the same article, which I loved the, this, this reviewer is discussing this book by this theologian and he talks about how uh, he was, as he was reading through it around page 600, uh, he's reminded of the, the lyrics to the, the hymn amazing grace. Oh yeah. I have no less, whatever. I can't when, when we've been here 10,000 yeah. years uh, and something about being, uh, I lost it as well, but uh, bright signing as the shun uh, will be no less bored <laughs> than when we first begun. But, so, but the point, okay. <laughs> pretty sure Amazing Grace doesn't say bored. Bored, but pretty sure uh, that's how he felt about the book. He he's not even he's read six hundred pages, not even halfway through yet. So yeah. the tomes that they're. I so, feel that way about Les Miserables sometimes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm not halfway through that yet. What do you say? Like I don't remember how many hundreds of thousands of words are in the book. That just yeah. But well, he actually is about the same length as the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All on Paul. Yes. All on Paul. So, um, anything, any, any other updates with summer reading for you? No, that's probably yeah. about it. So I think we can move on from the inane banter phase. What do you think? Yeah. Okay. We're back. So. <laughs> and, and, and our producer will be happy on two accounts. One is because he rolls his eyes during the inane banter, but two, because he suggested this topic. He did. So actually father and I did not come up with this topic. Our producer extraordinaire came up with this topic. Do we? I don't know if we. It's appropriate to name him in this context, though. So I don't think so. Just, okay. just call him the, the producer. producer. That was, was well synchronized. <laughs> <laughs> but our stereo synchronized comment wasn't. No, it wasn't. So this is uh, this the the article um, is is by uh, from Catholic News Service by Carol Glatz, um, and then the title is in latest interview Pope Francis reveals top ten secrets to happiness. So the context as as Carol gets into, is a, a recent interview that Pope Francis did with an Argentine weekly called Viva. What's Viva mean, Father? Life. Life. So, que viva! Que, um, so he, this, this is an interview that he did with a, a journalist with, 
with Viva um, that was just published, at least in part, I think, if not in its entirety, in Viva, uh, I think just this past Sunday or so, around the 27th of July. So the article um, is just... This is, 10 points again, um, 10 secrets, so to speak, uh, from Pope Francis. Pope Francis reveals yes. top 10 secrets to happiness. There's more that didn't make the cut. <laughs> I, I would hope so. These are just the top 10. Oh, okay. Um, and, and Father and I are just going to go through these and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see how far we get. We're just going to air Pope Francis' secrets to the world. We're just going to put it out there because, you know, nobody else has. Yeah. But if you want to look for this article, you just maybe do a little, go to Catholic News Service. Uh, is it cns.com or what? Is I think it? so. They do an internet search. Internet search, Pope Francis, top 10 secrets to happiness. Yep. And you should be able to find it. So number one, Father, this is, we, we, this is, what? okay, hold on. I have a complaint. Top 10 lists ought not begin with number one. They should be with number 10. Number 10. So you're a fan of the Letterman show. Has has the Letterman show not like like defined this as 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 how it's done? David Letterman's been doing this. For why what, doesn't 30 Pope Francis? Years? Why doesn't Pope Francis understand things the way David Letterman does? Ex Listen, we're Americans. We know how to do things. If there's anything we can teach the world, it's top ten lists. Now, somebody might say, "Well, Fran Pope Francis is an American too," but I oh, mean, uh, South American. He's a South American. Uh, yeah, but yeah. but I mean, he's not a. He's not America. America. <laughs> All right, fine. We'll just go with number one. Live and let live. So do you want to read this? We could do the list backwards. No, no. I I, I want, I'm, I'm going to be obedient and respectful to the way that Pope Francis is doing it. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. I aired my complaints already. No. And right. just to be clear. Airing of the grievances. Just to be clear, first time listener, I'm kidding. Um, I'm kidding completely. Number First one. time listeners, that it is not the last grievance you will hear from Dr. Bird. Although <laughs> he, we, we, we could have a segment here on Ignition called The Airing of the Grievances. The Airing of the Grievances. Let's begin, though, with the list. Number one, live and let live. So the comment here, everyone should be guided by this principle, Pope Francis said, which has a similar expression in Rome with the saying, move forward and let others do the same. So, Father, live and let live. I think, honestly, to me, initially, the way that this is commonly used, at least in in, in my experience in uh, America in the United States is frankly, I, I don't love it to be honest because it's sort of a, well, I'll just do things my way and you do things your way. And it's none of my business how you do things. I think when I hear that, I think in, from an like, American parlance, yes. I think of, uh, Cain, uh, from the book of Genesis, am I my brother's keeper? After right. he's just killed his brother Abel and <laughs> God's like, Hey, where's Abel? And am I my brother's uh, keeper? I'm living, live I'm letting let him live. live or, well, so what? But what do you think? In the, so how else might this be read? Um, in terms of you know, Pope Francis is offering this um, as as a well, quote unquote secret to happiness. I think maybe one way to think about it would be uh, in terms of uh, kind of false interest in other people's lives. Uh, that gossipness that we have that we excuse and in, in, uh, as well, I'm just being concerned about them, right. but I've never actually talked with them about anything. I'm just being kind of a, a busybody or a voyeur, just concerned about other people's lives. Right. And not out of an authentic sense of love. Right. And there's a sense in which we can, and it, to me, that's kind of, that, that dovetails with, especially to me, the, the, the Roman saying there that he, that he quotes, move forward and the others do the same. We shouldn't inhibit people from, from growth. Right. Um, from moving forward. I know life. you, I know what you did in the past. Exactly. And, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so that's number one. Number two, father. Be giving of yourself to others. 
And the author goes on, people need to be open and generous towards others, he said, because if you withdraw into yourself, you run the risk of becoming egocentric and stagnant water becomes putrid. So to me, this is really, that, that, that may be one way to encapsulate his, his pontificate. Um, the outward dimension. Um, you give yourself to others. Don't be closed in. Don't be egocentric. Don't stagnate mm -hmm. in your own life. Which is very much a part of the last two pontificates as well. Uh, uh, St. John Paul II, as well as uh, Pope Emeritus Benedict, the idea of the law of the gift. Right, yeah, that I, we only find ourselves in giving ourselves away. Yep. Uh, and uh, Or I like to think about, too, of uh, Jesus. I don't know if you've, you've heard of Jesus. Jesus. Yes. yes. So, uh, our Lord and Savior. Oh, yeah. In the Gospel of Matthew, he uh, talks about how a lamp put under a bushel basket, uh, we don't light a lamp to put under a bushel basket. In my mind, I always keep thinking, well, if, if you squelch a flame, what happens? It goes out. Right. And if you cut off the oxygen, it goes out. So it has to be shiny and going forth. And just so we, in our daily life, we need to be attentive. And that's, I mean, <laughs> I, I strive to live the life of an attentional disciple. I, I strive mm -hmm. to pray regularly. And yet that's hard. I, yeah. I, I want to, when I go home, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I, I love how he says we run the risk of becoming egocentric. Uh, <laughs> run the risk. It feels like I'm there most of the time. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get out of that. I run the risk of remaining egocentric. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, been there, done that. It's more like been there doing that. Yeah. You know, just a practical example for my, my daily life. Uh, well, my, my normal life, go home, wife, five, beautiful, loud children, um, and, and just how, you know, I, I want to, you know, sort of withdraw, uh, you know, whether it's into, you know, checking internet on the phone or whatever, but I need to be present. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's not just my vocation. It's as, as a husband and father, it's who I am called to be as a Christian. Right. Um, and, and that's not easy to do, uh, continually. It's, I'm, I'm malformed because of original sin and my own, the sins I've committed where I want to be selfish and egocentric. And so that, that does require effort. So any other comments on number two there, Father? Number three, proceed calmly. In life, the Pope who used to teach high school literature used an image from an Argentine novel by Ricardo, uh, yeah, Ricardo, in which the protagonist, oh, jeez. Uh, Don Segundo Sombra looks back on how he lived his life. And this is a quote from, from Pope Francis. He says that in his youth, he was a stream full of rocks that he carried with him. As an adult, a rushing river. And in old age, he was still moving, but slowly like a pool of water, the Pope said. He said he likes this latter image of a pool of water to have, quote, the ability to move with kindness and humility, a calmness of life. So again, the, the principle, the secret Number three, proceed calmly in life. There I think of a, a, a principle for spiritual discernment from a, a book I've been reading uh, by a Jesuit from Italy where he talks about haste is never from the Lord. Mm. This idea of like uh, of, of hastiness, hastiness now, now, like now is the only opportunity for this as opposed to uh, kind of that, the, the, the calm, patient movement towards uh, of grace. I also think about that in terms of calmness and patience towards oneself uh, in your own progress in the life of grace. And so, no, I mean, never to be complacent, but at the same time of a calmness of movement. And that's, you know, that's something to get, I mean, this might vary from personality. Well, it probably does vary from personality, personality. I know I'm certainly prone to the, you know, 
act immediately. Oh, I need to talk to I pick up the phone. Well, no, I mean, <laughs> uh, that, that it's important to have that prayerful sense of discernment. I know that, you know, in our, in our diocese, um, particularly, uh, the, the spiritual rules of discernment from St. Francis, um, Wow. Swing and a miss. St. Ignatius of Loyola. Pope Francis is a Jesuit, yes. a son of Ignatius of Loyola. And one of the first uh, uh, Jesuits to receive the uh, uh, spiritual exercise which contained the rules of discernment was St. Francis Xavier, which I think is what you're trying That's to go for. certainly there. what I meant to say. Yes. Anyway, so St. Ignatius of Loyola, who, who uh, a master, um, and, and certainly his tradition is one of the great the spiritual uh, traditions for spiritual discernment. And this is echoing much of that. Yep. I think uh, you're number four. Sure. Uh, and this actually, I think, ties in number five, but uh, should we keep separate? Yes. Okay. Number four, a healthy sense of leisure. The pleasures of art, literature, and playing together with children have been lost, Pope Francis says. Consumerism has brought anxiety and stress, causing people to lose a healthy culture of leisure. Their time is swallowed up so people can't share it with anyone. Even though many parents work long hours, they must set aside time to play with their children. Worse schedules make it complicated, but you must do it, he said. Families must turn off the TV when they sit down to eat because even though television is useful for keeping up with the news, having it on during mealtime doesn't let you communicate with each other, the Pope said. I love that last paragraph. Cool. Families shut off the TVs when you're at dinner. Or more. <laughs> or more often, yes. <laughs> but certainly at dinner, yeah. Um, the, the thing that strikes me, and, and again, having young children, I can sympathize with that. And, and this isn't about TV. My, my oldest recently, um, uh, who is who's excellent at um, developing ideas for, for why things should be the ways that mm. she proposes them. She's a good arguer. She may have a... Where does she get that? Uh, <laughs> Why are people looking at me in the studio right now? Uh, he, she, she got an iPod Shuffle recently. We allowed her, to, hmm. but with specific, we were very clear with her. She has to have permission to use, it. and so, and, and she's asking why. Said, because it's so easy to close yourself off from the family. Mm -hmm. And I think that even though TV is not private in the same way, you don't have phones and so on, but still, you, you can retreat into your own bubble, your own world, or even to 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 not live in the reality where you're at, and so. With the TV on, there's a distraction. So instead of talking about the family issue that needs to be talked about or uh, uh, that, that dinner time can serve, and, and parents then don't be attentive to their children, what's going on in their children's heart and the sad case of a parent not knowing their child's heart. Right. Yeah. And, and so so, be, so turning off the TV, limiting that so so we can um, – so, so and really – the thing that, that interests me, Father, is uh, the healthy sense of leisure is is a bit broader than that, where where we, you know, so I think my kids, what we try to do, um, uh, like play games together, board games, or, or go outside and throw the Frisbee around, where you're doing things together, and it's not sort of the, um, what in the football, in, in NFL, it's OTAs, like, uh, well, I don't remember what, the, what it stands for. But Optional you, team activities? No, uh, yes, it is, but where it's scheduled and regimented, and just relax and have fun as a family. Right. Well, um, one of the things that was interesting to me is that apparently TV is that pervasive in Argentina. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because this is in Argentina too. Argentinians? Argentine, Argentines? Argentines? Argentines, I think. Uh, but yeah, so as you say in that way of, of just of, of having leisure, in the sense of leisure is the freedom to to do and to be and 
to just exist, which right. dovetails to number five. Number five. And I can see why you wanted to put them together. Sundays should be holidays. Workers should have Sundays off because, quote, Sunday is for the family, Pope Francis said. I'm sure as a secondary that Sunday is for worship of Almighty God. Yes. But yes, family too. So, so comments. Uh, well, it's one Are of the Ten Commandments. So it's kind of. But I, th I think we underestimate that. One of the things like with our college students that we work on, uh, we kind of talk about like different things for them to work for, uh, chastity, sobriety, excellence in their studies, but also observing the Sabbath and kind of reclaiming the Sabbath. Apparently there's a, a rock band called Taking Back Sundays, um, which I've seen or something like that, but uh, or Taking Back Sunday, but it has nothing to do with the Sabbath, unfortunately. But yeah, to take back uh, Sunday to make Sunday be that time of family, that time of leisure, uh, to do nothing. Right. Uh, one of my favorite things to do with parishioners is, uh, they're, we're trying like, Oh father, we should get together. And I'm like, yeah, let's just get together and waste some time. Right. Yes. You know, and like, Oh, that sounds like a great idea. I'm like, yeah. And uh, you know, we might go out to a restaurant. We might go to a house. It might be on a Sunday. It might not be on a Sunday, but this idea of time, you know, wasting time in a good way. Yep, and, and as and and as a family, doing things as a family, and and I know that he's talking about you know Sunday should be holidays, workers should have Sundays off. With my kids, even my young, you know, going into third grade, for instance, can we go to such and such a store on Sunday? No, nope. we, no, we can do that tomorrow, but we're not going to do that today. Well, why not? Because it's Sunday, and so we try not to do those sorts of things. If you want to encourage your children, you can tell them that I will even go without my favorite salty snack if I run out, and I'll wait to go buy it on Monday. There we go. Yeah. There we go. And uh, um, uh, also with that way too, it's actually kind of neat up in Brookings. There's a lot of restaurants that aren't open on Sundays. Really? Yeah. And I just, I love it. Yep. It just, it just, it's warms my heart. Absolutely. And it's funny that most of those restaurants aren't uh, struggling. Uh, how about that? Yeah. Only six days a week, but they're not struggling. Yes. Number six, find innovative ways to create dignified jobs for young people. We need to be creative with young people. If they have no opportunities, they will get into drugs and be more vulnerable to suicide, he said. It's not enough to give them food, he said. Dignity is given to you when you can bring home, bring food home from one's own labor. So I think, you know, especially, you know, I, when I lived in Rome, uh, it's been over 10 years now, but this the reality growing there and also in our country too um, of, of where – Young people will live with their parents well into their 30s. Mm -hmm. We're not young people anymore. I get that you're still technically young adults, but um, adolescents are, you know, all the different ways that we're, sociologists are categorizing that. And it, you, I think that last part, dignity is given to you when you can bring food home. There, from me, one's own labor. From one's own labor. So there's a loss of a sense of dignity. I think. That's, that. uh, if we talked about the poverty cure. Yeah, we did. Uh -huh. Okay. Yep. That's one of the things I love about them is the whole idea of the creative capacity of the human person. So that's really, I think, where he's going to here is this idea of the creative capacity of the human person. That uh, we don't not just look at them as we just got to feed their mouths. We got to entertain them. We got to keep them busy. No. We need to tap into their creative capacity, their ability to create, to foster, to build, to go forward. Um and, uh, and that's where their real happiness, joy, and satisfaction in life will come from. Right. We don't just, again, th this ties into the earlier point number four about consumerism. It's not just, they're not just consumers. They're also meant to be producers. Mm -hmm. We're meant to work. Um, to till and cultivate the land. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's a, it's a divine commandment one. from, from Genesis scripture. chapter one. From Genesis chapter one. Genesis chapter one. 
Number seven, respect and take care of nature. Environmental environmental degradation is one of the biggest challenges we have, Pope Francis said. I think a question we're not asking ourselves is, isn't humanity committing suicide with this indiscriminate and tyrannical use of nature? Just a good proper uh, need for us to be attentive to things and just, uh, you know, an ecology of uh, proper sense of ecology. It doesn't mean we have to uh, quit doing anything, but just be more mindful of how we do our things. And, and I think um, elsewhere in this interview, of which this story is just an excerpt, I think he speaks about uh, potentially a um, an encyclical that he's writing mm-hmm. on this topic. And again, this this is the great continuity of the magisterium. Um, Pope Pope Benedict had been referred to as already the Green Pope mm-hmm. because of some of the initiatives he's taking, and Francis is continuing that. But when we listen to that one, we need to keep in mind to keep it in uh, context of the other things, such as like proceed calmly. Yes. Right? Yes. Taking yeah. care of nature in a calm way. Yes. Yes. So he's not like some of you might, we worry that he's an environmental alarmist or some such thing, but right. no, that's not where he's going. Things. No. Number eight, stop being negative. Needing to talk badly about others indicates low self-esteem. Ouch. Yes. That means I feel so low that instead of picking myself up, I have to cut others down. Pope Francis said, letting go of negative things quickly is healthy. Yep. Uh, uh, by the way, you took, that was mine to read, but you just utterly took that from me. That's okay. I'm okay. I'm not saying that in a negative way. Um, <laughs> I've actually used that counsel before for people. Uh, like I, I found like, I like to have a sense of humor, but I found there was a time where I found my humor was often insult humor. Oh, sure. And that's certainly a streak of that, especially in, in men's humor. Um, but just then like, I found I was trying to make my see- myself feel better by making someone else appear lower. Right. Yep. Yep. Instead of humor that elevates all. Right. So, Father, should we now? What is number nine? Do you want to read number nine, or was I ought to read? Was I supposed to read? So, should I read number? How do you want to proceed? Number nine. I'm confused. Number nine. Number nine. Don't proselytize. Respect others' beliefs. Quote. We can inspire others through witness so that one grows together in communicating, but the worst thing of all is religious proselytism, which paralyzes. Internal quote, I'm talking with you in order to persuade you. No. Each person dialogues, starting with his and her own identity. The church grows by attraction, not proselytizing, the Pope said. I just had an awesome example of this in my parish. Uh, yesterday we had a, a sad... Uh, together at, at St. Thomas More, uh, Father Rod Farkey, myself, Father Paul Rutten, all at this little funeral of a little uh, baby girl that was born uh, to die. Uh, the parents got the diagnosis back in April that their, the child they're carrying wouldn't survive mm. uh, after birth. And this family did just a beautiful and amazing job of living the love of Jesus Christ. Mm. And I tell you, people wanted to be around them. You know, and, and even when she was giving birth last week, and they knew that the child was going to die. People wanted to be around them because they saw that they were loving with the love of Jesus. Right. And that's really where Pope Francis is going on that. Yes. Living that is attractive. Um, as I said, the church grows by attraction, not by proselytizing. He said that before many times. And probably also in reaction to some things that he sees going on in Argen- in Argentina, uh, amongst Argentines. Tinians, I Tin- think. I can't. Anyways. Yes. And uh, now. Number okay. 10. Just briefly? We're out of time. Work for peace? Work for peace. There we go. All right. Read more. You can find it again online. Google Pope Francis Top 10 Secrets to Happiness. And then you'll be happy. And then you'll be happy. (laughs) Knowing them. Uh, And with that, we will wrap up this episode of Ignition. Um, Again, you can find us online, the diocesan website, www.sfcatholic.org. Go to media files and the audio files there. 
listener feedback, email me cbergwald at sfcatholic.org. C-B-U-R-G-W-A-L-D at sfcatholic.org. And until next time, dear listeners, may Almighty God bless you, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.